Hey everybody, this week, which is week nine of Dear Writer, um, I kind of switched things up a little bit. You may have remembered the poll in which I asked people if they wanted daily things or if they wanted Monday through Friday things. And then eventually I ended up just doing a digest with five sections every Wednesday and um, then the paid posts on every Saturday. So that's what we're moving into. Um, but what I'm going to read right now is just the um, explanation of how I'm going to be doing things from here on out. Um, so I'm just going to read that to you just to kind of like get you like mentally situated and where we were at the point that you're listening to now and why the the um structure is going to change a little bit. Anyway, uh, for the daily and free posts, uh, they were going to be structured and quick. Every day, I'm going to give you a quick thing to think about with regard to writing, and here's the plan. Monday, the inspiration. On Mondays, we'll start with a quick, you got this message. Tuesday, the fat orange cat. On Tuesdays, you'll get a random thing, concept, or word for you to include in your work this week. Trust me, it helps a stupid lot when you're stuck. Wednesdays, we're going to talk about a random trope or writing device or character archetype as a jumping off point. Thursday, the Q&A. Every daily post will have a Q&A button. Hit it and send me your question. I will answer it on Thursday. Please send your questions now so I have something for Thursday. Friday, the practical. On Fridays, I'll tell you what I'm watching, reading, seeing out there in practice that's giving me the thinks with regard to writing. And Saturday, the paid posts are the personal. For the paid subscribers, Saturday will be similar to what I've been doing for all the posts. I'll write a personal letter from me to you about what I'm thinking about. The paid tier includes the podcast and links to excerpts from the book as I work through my goal of finishing the old novel first draft by NaNoWriMo and starting something new at November 1st. Footnote, spoilers, that's not a goal, but I'm going to try anyway. Dear Writer Digest, Frostpenny. This week, Dear Writer takes inspiration from coins, goddesses, and Robert Frost. Monday, The Inspiration. I have never started a poem yet whose end I knew. Writing a poem is discovering. Robert Frost Sometimes the scariest thing is knowing you're going to do something, but having no idea how. For those of us who like to plan and know where we're going, this week is going to be about getting comfortable with not knowing. It requires that we trust ourselves, our capabilities, and our resilience. Our ability to deal when things don't work out the way we'd planned. Writer, today, tell yourself that you trust in your capability and your resilience, and then open up that work in progress and just write. Tuesday, The Fat Orange Cat when I first did NaNo, I did it with a group of people I'm still friends with. Every night we'd gather and write together. That was the NaNo that produced my first book, Time Off for Good Behavior. One day, I didn't know what to write, and someone from the group was talking about her fat orange cat. That's all I remember about the cat. He was fat, and he was orange. And I just randomly put it in the book, a fat orange cat named Toby. When my editor saw the book, she was like, what is this cat doing here suddenly? We removed the cat, but I kept the scene, a scene I might not have written if it wasn't for the cat. Fat orange cat days are the days I give you something random to put into your story just to get you going. So today's fat orange cat, a coin. It could be a rare coin or a common penny. Maybe your character thinks pennies are useless. Maybe it relates to something or someone else that character thinks is useless. Maybe it's a rare coin or a challenge coin, a magic coin. Maybe it's Bitcoin, whatever. Work a coin into your whip. 
Wednesday, the trope. Mother, Maiden, and Crone. I've been reading Neil Gaiman's The Sandman for my podcast Endless, and in one of the early issues, there was a lot of play with the triple goddess, the three furies, the graces. Called by a lot of names, all of which are better than crone, these three women carry the wisdom and knowledge that comes from looking at life from three angles, the young, the midlife, and the, let's call it experienced. I've always enjoyed the three goddesses and had some fun working with these three stages of life in Dogs and Goddesses, which I wrote with Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. I like the idea of looking at the world from multiple perspectives, which makes this archetype fun because it has a great deal of versatility. And while this trope is highly feminine coded because wisdom is often coded feminine, that doesn't mean you can't do this with masculine of center or non-binary characters. What if you did a gender spectrum set of furies, one masculine of center, one non-binary, and one feminine of center? Lots of potential in this one. Thursday, the Q&A. Thursday is Q&A day, but since I just announced it and you haven't had a chance to send me any questions, I'm going to answer the most common question I get about writing. How do I start? This newsletter is really designed to get us started, because it's not just about the first line of the whole thing, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times, but about starting every time. You start by trusting in yourself. You start by using a random prompt or idea as something you're going to incorporate. You start by opening your work in progress on a regular schedule and sitting with it, even if you don't write anything. That energy required to start is honestly the hardest part of writing. And that's what this newsletter is designed to help you do. Friday, the practical. One thing that a lot of people don't realize is that reality shows often have constructed narrative baked right in. I mean, 18 people, one survivor, speaks right to the mutually exclusive conflict. Everyone wants the same thing. Only one person can have it. Conflict. And conflict is the starter seed packet of narrative. I'm watching a reality show now called Clarkson's Farm. I've never watched Top Gear, but Ian has, which is why he received the recommendation from Amazon to watch it. The first thing Ian did was warn me that Jeremy Clarkson is a complete ass, and yeah. Except that he's brilliantly built up the first internal conflict-driven reality TV show, which I find to be, part of my language, fucking brilliant. Jeremy is a guy who wants to farm his land himself, but his own arrogance and ignorance constantly trip him up. There's an argument to be made whether Jeremy really is as arrogant and dumb as he pretends to be. Unlike most other reality stars who get caught out by the camera being assholes while pretending to be good people, Jeremy gets caught being good while pretending, I think, to be an asshole. That's how he builds in the internal conflict. He indulges his worst inclinations while at the same time trying really hard to take on and succeed at the challenge he set himself to. Aside from that, it's classic comfort viewing. I'm happier whenever I turn it on, and I've watched it a few times now. Saturday Post. What the hell else are you going to do? Some of Lonnie's unreliable promises are actually met. Saturday, August 28, 2021. Dear Writer, I remember reading in Stephen King's On Writing that he writes for one person, his ideal reader. In his case, that happens to be his wife, but I like the idea of these letters being from me to just you. 
that when you read them, it feels like a letter written to a friend from a friend. That's the spirit in which I'm writing them. It's been a wild time here. I imagine it has been for you too. Does it feel like everything is a bit much right now? I've never felt this overwhelmed in my life. The world is on fire, literally, and we're still dealing with fear and unknown with this pandemic, and everyone is angry everywhere, and they expect you to constantly be angry about everything too, which is exhausting, and work wants us back in the office for some stupid reason, and somewhere in there, we're all trying to find time and energy to create new things. In the midst of all of this, I keep telling you that I'm going to read and I'm going to write, and writer, I fucking did. The reading has been mostly my old work, refamiliarizing myself with myself as a writer, and The Sandman for the Endless Podcast, which kind of counts, but not as much as actually sitting down and legit reading new fiction. I'm working on it. The writing, though, I'm making some real progress. Most of the writing I'm doing is on the House Story Works book, which is finally limping along again, but remember how I told you I went back to that old novel that's been languishing on my hard drive for years now? I finally feel like I can see my way out of it. I have the first chapter, revised to the new story direction, available for you to read if you want. So, hey, I don't know how this newsletter business is working out for you, but it seems to be making an honest woman of me knowing that you're out there holding on to my unreliable promises, and it helps. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan of the accountability buddy system because it puts weight on people to hold me accountable and I know you have enough to do. But somehow, just knowing I've made the promise to you is enough. When I can even remember what I promised. Anyway, for the moment, we'll see how it goes. So last week I was talking to you about no fucks and I'm finding that it is very hard for me to go no fucks cold turkey. I keep hitting these walls where all my fucks run out and I'm like, how did that happen? And I realized that I gave way too many fucks out this week. Honestly, I'm not sure I've made much progress on my fucks dispensation at all, but I guess like everything, it's a process. You start, you realize you didn't make it, and you take another stab at it. Because what the hell else are you going to do? I was wondering this week, when I was deep in fucks debt and exhausted, why do I do it all? I mean, I have a full-time job, I can't afford to quit. I have a house that I'm trying to sell, but can't sell in no small part due to the fact that I have cats that decided now was the time to conduct territory wars on my carpets, little furry fuckers. I have a media company that's going to go sideways when Buffy ends in a few weeks if I don't think of something fast. I have two books in the hopper and two kids in college and, 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 and on Wednesday when I was hip deep in all of it, I just quietly thought, what if I quit? Since quitting the day job is a non-starter, it was chipperish and how story works and everything else that went on the chopping block for a second. And I sat with that idea. Sometimes I wonder, is it worth it? I never have a moment where I don't have some task that's past due and a pile of to-dos makes me nuts. I never get a real vacation because if I'm taking a break from one job, it's to do another. What would it be like for a while to only have one job? I didn't consider it long. If I quit anything, it'll be the day job because my purpose and sense of self are tied deeply in this work, not that work. I love what I do for Chipperish, and I realize that I don't have to work harder. I just need to make better use of the time that I have. Stop being so goddamn humble, read, afraid, all the time, and start promoting the work. Start talking about what I do. I don't need to do more work. I just need more people to know about the work I already do. I can do that, right? Yes, I can do that. So I'm lousy with goals and I just need to organize them all and make everything happen while including rest goals because writer, I don't mind telling you, I feel like I'm about to drop. How are you doing? There's a comment thread on this post. Let's chat. Everything L. <laughs>